Welcome to Camden Cast. This is Tamby. I'm Erin. This is our seventh Heaven podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about season eleven, episode three of Seventh Heaven, which is titled "A Pain in the Neck." The IMDb user synopsis is: Now Annie is away for four weeks. Eric wakes up with a stiff neck, but already promised the twins to sleep a night in a tent in the garden. Not so easy as it sounds, especially when the dog Happy goes missing, actually tagging along with Kevin's canines. Kevin couldn't turn down his brother Ben, who wants to come spend time with them. But Lucy isn't ready for any visitors yet, so he stays with Eric, whom he assures he can safely straighten his neck having nursing training. A painful mistake. When the twins' attractive young teacher, Margot makes a pass at Eric, the principal laughs away the very thought. The old goat must misinterpret. Lucy changes her mind and decides to get the guest room ready for Ben to stay in any time. Eric's cardiologist has crushing news. Eric publicly rages at Margot's unacceptable immorality and takes his kids away, then insists to pig out with unhealthy food as a fake birthday and even lets Ben give him another neck crack. Lucy smells a rat. What was your first impression of this episode? Uh, to be very frank and honest with you, we really didn't pay attention to this episode. It was boring. So that basically means it definitely did not hold our interest. Though there were a couple of instances where things happened and we were like, huh? Um, right. Um, I just want to give a quick first impression generally of what like, I feel like is going on here and... I forgot what it was. Okay, never mind. I remembered. Okay, so uh, Annie Camden is away now. They under the guise of we didn't discuss this, but she says she's going to visit Mary in New York because Mary is a new mother to twins, and she's got the other baby, and it's just over the. So Annie's like, I want to go visit my new grandchildren. Um, so she's gone for four. Like it says, she's gone for four weeks. I feel like she's not gone for that long. But what I'm getting at here is that principal cast members clearly. It clearly shows that this was renewed for the 11th season at the last minute because I think, like, obviously Mackenzie Rosman, it seems like Catherine Hicks, like, had prior engagements that they were like, oh. Well, so did Haley Duff, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> I'm not buying it. I don't, I don't buy it. Um, so, anyway, it's clear, like, principal cast, like, they were like, well, I have 11th season, but a bunch of principal cast members can't be in a bunch of the episodes because they didn't think they were going to have an 11th season. So, um, um, I also learned when I was doing research about this that um, because the CW had a smaller budget than the WB had, that uh, the reason a lot of cast didn't come back was because they're, they couldn't afford it. They couldn't, well, they weren't getting paid as much as they were before. So I also feel like that's why Mackenzie Rosman, uh, Catherine Hicks, et cetera, et cetera, Probably, um, were in fewer episodes because yeah, they were they weren't getting paid as yeah. the same that they were for the same amount of episodes exactly in prior seasons. Probably, and the CW. Wait, this was the two thousand seven. No, two, this is two thousand six into two thousand seven. Well, the CW had to save all their money for a big budget vampire productions diaries? like Gossip Girl, where sure. they had to pay, I'm sure, a ton for all of the music that they used and also wardrobe. Um, Anyway, uh, so the cold open is just, well, we just, it's like, it's like screaming, like the boys, it's yeah. like the outside of the back, the cam backyard, cam yard, cam yard, and we hear the boys scream, and then the first like person we really see 
is like the Rev kind of jumping up from where he is laying in a tent, and he like hits his neck the wrong way, or like he just like the way he moves pinches like a nerve or something, and then he's very thoroughly convinced that he's broken his neck. At the same time, Kevin comes over because he like hears the screams, or the screams are a result of Kevin peeking into the tent. No, the, it's the dog. It's Samson. Okay. So, um, Kevin is, like, leaning into the tent, and he's, like, asking the Rev if he's okay. The Rev is being dramatic. He's like, I've broken my neck. And I was like, I assure you, you did not do that. Um, but then, I don't know what they even say to, oh, wait, the Rev is just like, oh, Annie's away. I promised the boys we would sleep outside. Um, this is that attempt at doing so, but I think we have to move inside now because my neck hurts. Um, and then Kevin's like, cool. And he leaves. And a cold open. Um, so we're going to talk, there's, again, I guess the best thing about, um, this Not set paying of, attention. Well, well, that, but I'm saying about this season is the very limited amount of storylines, because they have very few characters to do multiple storylines with. Yeah. So the, uh, the secondary one is really the fact that Ben is visiting. This happens to be Jeff Stultz's last episode ever on 7th Heaven. Um, he's visiting for a few days, uh, just because he wants to, I guess. And Lucy's still in the throes of post, um, we don't talk about what happened, uh, like, feelings. So she doesn't really want to host, like, anybody in the house. She doesn't, she knows that... She's not feeling up to entertaining, just generally. And Ben is, like, prone to saying things that are wrong a lot. So that's why him and Mary were perfect, in my opinion. Uh, no, actually, Mary should have been with Robbie. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's my canon. Yes, my it's uh, my canon. Uh, my fanfic. Anyway, um, so Kevin can't convince her to let Kevin stay. Oh, sorry, to let Ben stay. So Kevin lies and said it's, says it's Ben's birthday, but that also doesn't work. So Ben has to stay with the Rev. Um, but then I think Lucy basically finds it in her to finally let Ben stay. Well, I think it's better, the way they revealed this was, like, better than the way they've been handling a lot of this other stuff, is that they reveal that the room, or, like, the guest room at Lucy and Kevin's house right now is the room that they were preparing for the twins, the new babies that they were expecting that were lost during the summer. So, it's a, I think it's a matter of, like, um... I know that, like, like Lucier doesn't want to, want to, like, go into that room and prep it for anyone else because, like, she was, the last time she was in there, she was presumably prepping it for these babies that... Um, Aren't there were, yeah, yeah, were not born. So um, I think that was a good little, like, backstory because I was kind of like, I don't know. i just wondering, like, how long they're going to drag this out without any actual... Because Lucy isn't really doing anything to... I guess she's working through it on her own, but there's like it seems like it could go on forever at this point. But that was a good little insight into what's really going on. Yeah, so she fixes up the the nurse the the former nursery into a, a present guest room, and she's feeling a lot better. She's feeling that she can conquer some things that she couldn't before. She's having a very good day, and she even they make a red velvet cake for Ben's non birthday. Um, um, I mean. And they celebrate Ben's birthday that isn't his birthday because his birthday's on Thanksgiving, which we learn that that's a thing. But also Thanksgiving changes every year, so... How is He's that got a different birthday every year. It's just always the third Thursday of November. <laughs> um, right, so uh, that's really it for, like, the Kevin-Lucy 
Ben storyline. There's like some things that happen. Like Ben is dancing around in a car at some point for some reason. We don't know. We why. have no it's idea. It's like a why. Dodge Caravan. That's all I noticed. I was like, oh, that's a Dodge. Like, do they even make those anymore? Yes, I think they do. I think Chrysler took over, but it's not a. I've looked into this recently. And but I think caravans are still like that. That name is still a thing that gets sold, doesn't it? I don't know. I don't know what time is anymore. So this could have happened three years ago. I could be. Yeah, I um. Know. But that's really it. The other storyline is kind of like two things happening at once to the Rev. So this is a follow-up to the last week when the teacher, Mrs. Margo is her name. Or Miss Margo, not Mrs., obviously. Miss Margo is... Oh, I thought her first name was Margo. Oh, well, they call her Miss Margo. Oh, all right. So could... Oh, little kids do that sometimes. Yeah. They call adults like Miss and then their first name. Yeah. Anyway... We don't really know what, I don't know, but there was a scene that I was kind of curious to, like, rewind in which, at a certain point, the Rev was at the, this is early in the episode, the Rev is at the classroom, and he's exchanging money with Margot, or Margot gave him money, I don't know, and I was like, are they exchanging money for sex? Um, I don't think that Seventh Heaven would ever go there, but I was just like, why are they, why is he, like, why is one of them handing the other money? Anyway, we learn that she, like, made some sort of advanced pass at the rim. I think she, I, the, from what I remember from that scene, she says something like, oh, I can I can see why you're having such a hard time. Maybe you need some help. And he was like, you think I can't raise my kids? And he's like, no. She's like, no, maybe you need I, some I, I, help. <laughs> um, so he, as any person who has been hit on and doesn't want it to happen, goes to a, like, higher up in the organization. Well, especially and, when it's your children's <laughs> teacher to just be like, hey... So he, your teacher is hitting on me. So he goes to the principal. Okay, and the principal who has these like chunky blonde highlights, but in her like very short, like cropped black hair, and it's not. It's a very interesting and very like that year fashion uh, choice. Uh, yeah, he the teacher doesn't believe him. He's like Mrs. Miss Margo would never do such a thing. And so the Rev is, like, already feeling a little up in arms about all that stuff. Uh, side note, Miss Margot, uh, I recognized her from the last episode, but I couldn't place it, so I just looked it up. She was a character for years on American Dreams, which was a show on MBS, uh, MBS NBC, <laughs> that I watched like three different religiously. networks at once. Uh, oh, she was, oh, she was, she was my favorite character's girlfriend or wife or something. I had such a crush on him. He was also on an earlier season of the show. Show something happened. A show is, was this what I've never heard of this show. American before. Dreams. Murray. It was about of it was about you know that like uh, dance show they had in the sixties or whatever. Um, like American Bandstand. It was about oh yeah, Amer- okay, it was yeah. about kids that ended up on American Bandstand and but it like juxtaposed okay. with like the civil rights movement. Oh, that sounds heavy. Yeah, it was. I liked it. Like, you don't want it, that's fine. Um, so, uh, back to the actual show. Uh, because Lucy's still not, like, back into doing her work yet, like, being an uh, associate minister, um, the Rev takes over this kind of visit with, I think this man may be homeless, uh, Stanley something, Steamer, <laughs> potentially. Stanley Sunshine, Stanley something. His name is Stanley. Um, Stanley is Tucci. is in the hospital. Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang. Stanley's in the hospital, and um, he, I think, like, he is constantly in the hospital tr- because, like, he's trying to figure out if there's something wrong with him because he leads a very, like, bad lifestyle, apparently. He drinks, he smokes, he... He's a degenerate, for lack of a better word. Yeah, 
Um, but they find out that there's never anything wrong with him. He just has, like, bad heartburn or something. Like, that's, that's the worst of his troubles. But this is happening while the Rev is trying to, like, counsel him on, like, getting being better with his life and living a better lifestyle. And the doctor's like, I should check you out, because it looks like there's something wrong with you on in your neck or something. What's going on? Yeah, which is, like, in a, like when you're just, like, visiting someone at the ER, the doctor's <laughs> always like, oh, you know what, I've got some time. Why don't we just <laughs> set you up for a for just quick checkup? So they do that. And then the Rev is brought into a room by the doctor. And the doctor comes in. He's very, you know, solemn. And the Rev is kind of lighthearted and trying to make jokes. And then the doctor is like, basically, we know he gets bad news, I think. Yeah. That's the, but we don't know what the news is. It's just like, they both, like the doctor is like, oh, stop laughing, Rev. And then he stops laughing. And then we don't ever find out, but... Um, do I, I wonder if we're actually going to ever find out what it is. So I'm going to say here, this is where I'll pause, I think I may have said this on previous episodes, but there is a theory on the internets where people, diehard 7th Heaven fans, um, have put forth this idea that since the 11th season was so bad, just trying to discount it from like the canon 7th Heaven and saying that the 11th season is actually, like, a fever dream of, like, Stephen Collins. Or not even, like, a fever dream. It's just, like, he's dead and this is him looking back at, like, what he wishes or, like, would want to be doing. Um, so if you're, like, a person who buys into that theory, I don't know. Let us know about more about it. But I just, I vaguely know that that's the whole thing that, like, people think that, like, the Rev was actually dead for the actual, the whole 11th season. And that this whole thing was, like, a fantasy sort of, that he's looking down and, like, imagining happening. Mm. But I don't know if people, like, what the deal is with that. I guess that's a way to just discount the 11th season yeah. and be like, oh, they really phoned it in. So, he, um... He gets some bad news, and to this, he, like, reacts. He kind of gets basically on his... He, he feels now that he has very limited time. He's so not he taking has, anyone's bullshit anymore. No, exactly. He's, like, he's done with it. So his first call of business is to take his boys out of the school, which has a principal that doesn't listen to, like, allegations of misconduct. And also... Very timely. <laughs> yes. And also a teacher who is partaking in said misconduct. But, he, like he says, he's like, you know, it, we all always... we. I'm sorry. We always hear about the bad egg teachers, and we never hear about, like, the good teachers, and you guys are not paid well, and you've, like, made so many sacrifices, and parents don't teach their kids about morals and what's right and wrong, and you're dealing with shitty kids in your school, and I'm taking my kids out, <laughs> is what he says. So he's going to homeschool his kids, and the other thing he does is he's like, fuck this, like, being on a healthy diet and eating turkey burgers and salad. Yeah, I want like, I think Lucy had, like, Lucy and Kevin had, like, leftovers, and, like, she's, Lucy's like, what do you want to dinner? What do you and want he's, to do? he's like, I will have, like, burgers and hot dogs. And she's like, okay. We also have a salad. And he's like, no, just just the meats. So, so he's living it up there. because I, I, you can only presume that he got, with that reaction, that it was, like, bad news. It's like, no matter what you do, you're, you have, like, this amount of time to live. So, stop, like, he's, like, been doing everything right and living on this healthy diet since, like, season four or five, whenever he had the... When did he get... When? It was, like, maybe four, like, four or five. It was early on. Like, it was maybe five or six. It was when they went bowling. Well, no, that's when he found out again. But... It was the Elvis episode. Sarah was in that episode. That's Sarah when he got the, the heart surgery. Uh, surgery. He had the surgery. But there was... 
when didn't he have like a heart attack at a certain point? Isn't that what set him in motion? First, he had a heart attack or some sort of episode, and then the episode where they went bowling was where he was like he knew he had to have a different heart surgery. And then the following episode after that was when he was having the surgery and he was, like, as Elvis. So there have been, like, three major and they, heart-centric episodes. And they of, bring it up a lot throughout yeah, the seasons. No. Yeah, because then, obviously, in the aftermath of all of those, when he was recovering and stuff, it was like, you can't eat this because it's bad for your heart. And I can't have sex because it's yeah. bad for my heart. But, um, so that's what, where he's at, I guess. He's just, like, eating anything now because it seems like, I think that's to give us the impression that the doctor said, like, no matter what you do, this is terminal, so. It's also the contrast of, like, he spent all these years, like, living well, like, doing what he was supposed to do, exercising, etc., eating well. And Stanley gets to live forever. Basically, and he leads what is, like, a shitty lifestyle, basically. Um, And so he's like, fuck this, I've done everything right, and I don't care anymore. Now I'm gonna have a cheeseburger. Yeah, and I'm gonna homeschool my kids, and... Don't know where my wife is. Oh, wait, she's in New York taking care of Mary's twins because Mary's a basketball coach. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here and I'm not queer. <laughs> um, Buddy's proud. Buddy's proud. All right. What'd you, what would you rate this episode? Man, well, uh, maybe if I paid attention, I would have given it, like, a one. But I'll give it a two because I don't really, I can't be harsh. Can't, can't be that critical if I don't know what happened. Uh, what about you? Um, I think I'll give it a 2.5, because there were some moments that were potentially interesting. Who knows? They could have been. I wasn't looking. There was Ben, like, drumming on the steering yeah. wheel of the Dodge Caravan. Uh, what song was it that he, they were, he was drumming to? Oh, shit, I already forgot. Yeah, same. Um, I think it was All Along the Watchtower. Eat. I think it was Jimi Hendrix. Um, yeah, we were surprised that they actually ended Paid up... for the rights for it, yeah. Or kept it in Amazon. They usually don't keep it uh, yeah. in Amazon. So... Um, if we're wrong about that, I'm sorry. Um, but I don't remember what the song was. Okay, so we are here for a few more episodes for season 11. And if you'd like to continue listening, we are uploading every Wednesday and Saturday most of the time to soundcloud.com slash Cameroncast. You can download us on the Apple iTunes podcast app and on Stitcher. Um, you can connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash CamdenCast or on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at CamdenCastShow. Uh, and you can always drop us a line at CamdenCast at gmail.com. I'm Erin. I'm Tamvi. This is CamdenCast. Cast.